All right, everyone, welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network, a very special guest. We have another member, fellow CK talent, awesome guy, really looking forward to our talk today, Zach Engelman joining the show. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you're going off the Instagram bio, you know, we do, we're not a Wikipedia page yet, but we have, you know, model, actor, RCIS, which I looked up, by the way. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Registered cardiovascular invasive specialist. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, Very so you, long title. <laughs> yeah, you got that going. And not to mention, if people, if they don't follow you on Instagram, they're seeing now you're, I guess you're in shape. You know, you're looking pretty good right now. So I guess the first question I have to ask, I don't want to ask it, but it's what I have to ask. Do you get off at just making the rest of us feel bad or what? what's your deal, man? <laughs> Hey, I'm just trying to catch up to other people. I know uh, on my Instagram, my boy Dom is like my big brother. I'm just trying to catch up to him. He's the truth. So he's got a lot of shows coming up. So I'm just a small fish in the pond right now, but I appreciate you. Of course, man. Of course, of course. But I'm really intrigued with, so do I, are you, so are you officially a doctor? Do I need to refer to you as Dr. Engelman here? I, I want to be <laughs> as proper as no. possible. Yeah, no. Uh, most of my friends would, would say don't boast his ego like that. Um, definitely not a doctor. I do help doctors with heart surgeries, uh, like pacemakers, valve replacements when people have like heart attacks. So I'm scrubbed in doing the procedure with the doctor. They just yeah. come in and do the hard part. That's about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So but I, I am intrigued by that, though, because that's something that's definitely, you know, unique, especially with people I feel that are going for something in like the whole world of like influencing and entertainment. Usually they have normal survival jobs, like they work in the service industry or something, you know, or, you know, you hear all those stories, you know, what's his name was a waiter and then he got his big break and now that's the rest was history. So what was, so what made you want to, I want to know the whole origin story of this. Like what made you want to be an RCIS? You know, where did you go to school? What was the schooling like for it? And sort of like, what's a typical day-to-day, -day and has anything changed, or has it gotten crazier because the last five months we've been living through a pandemic? Um, so, I guess it started out, I went to school for kinesiology to get my bachelor's degree, and there was kind of two schools to go through with that. It was like strength and conditioning coach at a collegiate level, or go the medical route, and I just didn't want to mix business with strength and conditioning, and Colorado's pretty expensive to live in right now, so had to go more towards the money. Um, so I like did a specialty in cardiopulmonary rehab, um, which is like physical therapy for the heart after people have heart attacks. Um, liked that. It's just hard to get a job in. And so I worked that as like part time and then uh, stress testing and like um, all that kind of stuff. And got lucky enough to get on the job training with some doctors. They vouched for me. Basically, they said, like, we'll give you four months on the job training. It's going to be it's going to suck. If you make it, you make it. If you don't, you're fired. You suck. <laughs> so luckily I made it. And, um, so that's how I'm in the position I am now. It's, it's pretty rough as far as trying to like, you know, get into acting and modeling. Cause I, I do, I feel like I don't work a lot, but like all my friends are like, you're always on call. So it, it all depends. Um, typical day to day. I mean, we go in, we work about four, 10 hour shifts, uh, one day a week of call and then one weekend a month. So with that, weekend a call, I could stay late for 16 hours and then overnight, if someone has a massive heart attack, I have to get into the hospital within 30 minutes and basically make sure they don't die. Same thing on the weekends. And 
we just, like I said, we do, we put pacemakers into people, valve replacements, open up their uh, arteries that feed the heart. So wow, try to help save lives, I guess. Wow. You know, you know what could work though, since you're so busy with that, you know, your, your first big break on a television is what they need. I don't know if they've ever run into anyone that's in this for untold stories of the ER. They always hire actors to play the actual people. You could play yourself if you have a crazy enough story. There's your break right there. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I could be easily put on Scrubs or like Grey's Anatomy or something. I'd probably judge the show a little too hard, but yeah, it'd be able to work on one of those for sure. Yeah. So are are you always like looking at like shows like that specifically that are in the medical field, or maybe I don't know if there's ever been any scenes that you've come across in shows that deal with people that are you know doing very similar or the same things that you do are you very critical and are you like the guy that's pointing things out like do you get pretty like triggered if something's like way off or do you kind of like sit back and realize it's just they're just trying to be entertaining i guess uh i don't get triggered but like i'm not gonna lie when i'm watching it with like because my girlfriend was a huge uh gray's anatomy fan and whenever i'm watching it with her I'm like, oh, that wouldn't happen. We do this, we do that, we do this and that. And she was like, can you just watch the show to watch? And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, or I'll like criticize acting to a degree. And she's like, can you just please just relax and let go? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll drop it. So that's kind of where I don't try to watch the medical shows too much. I don't want to live my work life at home, to right. be honest. Yeah. So, some of those people crack me up. I've heard of people. Um, I was listening to a podcast a while ago. And he's a sports guy, but now he's out in L.A. Um, you know, he still has a sports podcast. He works for The Ringer, Ryan Rossillo, but he also does some writing and stuff like that. And he was talking about, you know, you don't want to be the guy that walks out of like a, that's like a struggling actor or whatever, or trying to be an actor. And you walk out of the movie theater and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that was so amazing or whatever. And then there's the one guy who's just like, you know, I just... I just don't understand some of the choices he was making. You know, it just kind of really yeah. ruined it for me. Just like the, it's like, dude, don't be a dick. Like it was awesome. Like, yeah, maybe you would have, maybe it probably would have been great. Right. But it's like just to each their own. Right. Exactly. Some of my favorite films that I've watched have the, I mean, they're the stupidest films, like, uh, like happy Gilmore is an oh, example. Like one of yes. the best, uh, movies of all time. Really. Yeah. Adam Sandler is just so stupid. So, I agree with you on that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So you, like you mentioned, you're in Colorado now. So what has yep. Colorado been like the last five n- months? How have the numbers been? Is it still pretty strict or things open right now or w- what's going on out in uh, Colorado? Well, so actually right now we are completely on fire. <laughs> it, it looks like silent Hill right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, we have like three fires going on, but as far as COVID, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie with this. The media hyped it up a lot. Uh, working in a hospital, we we never got busy, man. And we're the number one uh, like level tra- or number one level trauma in the state. And we, I think at max, we had maybe twenty five COVID patients. Wow. So yeah, really not a lot. I'm not like downgrading it by any means. Um, do you think? But uh, it's not as fearful as it was. We definitely shut down quarantine for a while, which. Sucked, had to get the home workouts in. And the grocery store seemed like I was going on, like, you know, to a eulages or something. <laughs> but now we're kind of open, just masks everywhere. So gotcha. curfew at like 10. Yeah. Oh, there's a curfew. 
curfew on drinking i guess oh, okay oh yeah everything shuts down like you can't sell like the bars i guess would shut down at 10 right i think that's everywhere yeah. it seems and like. both restaurants do so it's like kind of a curfew but not really right so yeah is colorado do, do things usually stay open late i'm surprised like some, from state to state <laughs> sometimes like obviously we know like the new york cities of the world you know they're like open all night you can go anywhere to get breakfast it, it could be two in the morning but uh what, what's exactly. what, what's colorado like or do things kind of shut down uh no like everything's uh relatively open we can dine in all that kind of stuff um like i said it's just not drinking past 10 yeah. which i guess and i think bars are shut down i mean we left at like 10 o'clock the other night whenever yeah. we went out so i don't know if they're allowed to keep serving food until you know 2 a.m or something like that but yeah we're we're pretty we're not as bad because I know you're you're in Ohio right now. Yeah. And being from Pittsburgh, I know a lot of the places out there were still shut down. Yeah. And a lot of them were like, you know, dry counties and whatnot. So yeah. it's I'm sure you're familiar with that. We've never yeah. had a dry uh, to my knowledge, had a dry county in Colorado. So Yeah, no, I, I don't know if anywhere's like that in Ohio right now. I, I don't even know if I've even heard of I mean, I obviously I understand what it is, but I I don't think anywhere is like that in Ohio. I had no idea that was going on in uh in Pennsylvania in some places. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, for wow. sure. Uh, but I'm from like small little, I'm from a small little city up North. From yeah. Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, just to give people some background, when we were texting <laughs> earlier this week, we came across, we found out that we are bitter, bitter rivals. That's why I got the Ohio shirt walking on right now. You I got black and gold. It's somewhat black and gold. Because just, just to give people some background, he's from Pennsylvania. I'm from Ohio. Not only do our states border, but, you know, you growing up there near Pittsburgh, black and yellow and Super Bowl runs runs through your veins. And then there's me, a Cleveland Browns fan from Ohio, where brown and orange runs through my veins. But when I was born in 1998, the team had moved to Baltimore and they were called the Ravens. We didn't even have a team until 1999. Now, I don't remember anything, but there was also nothing to remember. And nothing but misery and pain and just the most bizarre stuff has followed. So we're rivals, but I mean, you know, up until, I mean, until Baker plays enough years, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is still, I'm pretty sure, the winningest quarterback at our new stadium. Yeah, it's he crazy. Is. I love the stats when they pop that up during the Browns and Steelers uh, games. I'm like, oh my god, this is sad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's yeah. so terrible. Yeah, and I you mean, guys act like I almost find myself rooting for the Browns a lot because I I, I like OBJ. Baker's all right. Um, I liked Kareem when he was there, so I like to find myself rooting for the Browns. <laughs> when, when we play them, I hate them. So yeah, yeah. What's well, the yeah. Ravens? I hate the Ravens. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we can agree on that. We hate the Ravens. And here in Ohio, I don't know if you know this, if you're in on the joke at all, but like we don't claim Cincinnati. We, we basically say that we, we say that they're Kentucky. So we're like we're not like <laughs> as long as they're still bad and we can and it's two free wins a year. I mean, that's fine with me because the Browns were the two free wins team for the last. Well, probably since about like Jim Brown played in the cardiac kids like after that, it's been two free wins a year for the Steelers and the Ravens pretty much. Exactly. We do the same thing. I have a coworker who's from Philly. She was like, oh yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. And I was like, where at? She's like, I'm from Philadelphia. I was like, oh, you're not from Pennsylvania. No. She goes, what do you mean? I was like, Philly ain't part of Pennsylvania. It's New York's younger stepchild. I was like, that's yeah. all Philly is. Yeah, because I, I want to ask you about this. Because when you were talking, you know, because we're Pennsylvania, certainly, and certainly parts of Pennsylvania, especially like Philadelphia, I think 
of Philadelphia to be East Coast. But when I think Midwest, not only geographically is it closer to being Midwest, but just kind of what you think about Midwest, like Rust Belt. Like I, I, I feel like Pittsburgh is more like it's weird. Like Pennsylvania is almost like half and half. I feel like like State College and the eastern part of Pennsylvania, like Philadelphia, that's East Coast. But when I feel, think about like Midwestern places, like pick up, you know, your freaking steelworkers for God's sake. Like I think Pittsburgh could be a Midwest city. I want you to, you know, kind of break that down. Is there any truth to that? Even though geographically it's much closer to being East Coast, but I feel like just the pulse and just the the environment um, of the city is more, it feels more Midwest to me. Oh yeah. The vibe I think is completely Midwest. People are so nice. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable out there. It's just, so I definitely agree that it is more Midwest than it is East Coast. But I just growing up, my family would always like my mom would always be like, oh, like we're from back east and all this kind of stuff. So I just kind of grew up being like, I'm from the East Coast, even though it's not really the East Coast. You right. Because the East Coast to me is like, like you said, it's like New York, Jersey, the Carolinas, even Florida to a degree. Yeah. So we're definitely more Midwest than the East Coast. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. So but we, we were also, I guess before we get to the East Coast, West Coast, because we got into this, too. We got into an argument. Oh yeah, we we got it. I'm like, save it for the podcast. There's going to be fireworks. It's going to be made. It's going to be amazing. Um, But I want to I want to talk a little football first. So everything seems go. I think the Browns. I think today was their first like official day of training camp. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're off to a late start. They didn't have the normal, uh, you know, Hall. I didn't even realize like the Hall of Fame game was supposed to be like a weekend or two ago. It just or no, actually no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I think Pittsburgh was supposed to play. I think it was. I just forgot about it because I canceled it so early. Right. So. It, exactly. So football is, you know, on the calendar, it's here. In reality, you know, we, we don't know. It seems like the NFL is all moving forward, at least to play games. It's not going to be normal because we aren't going to be able to be there um, as fans. Uh, but I want to know, how are you feeling about the Steelers this year? Obviously, Big Ben is back. Um, I don't know if he lost a bunch of weight or he just shaved his beard, but there's a bunch of talk about that. You never know about Big Ben, but what we can count on is he's going to play a bunch of games and there's going to be a few times as he always does. He's going to break out the walking boot and everyone's going to be like, well, he's just going to play. It's just, just big exactly. Ben clockwork. Yep. So like him missing last year was kind of a shocker to me because yeah. I'm used to big Ben breaking his nose and still going out there to try to win the game. Regardless of how people feel about what he's done in his life, he's a hell of a player. I mean, he is fantastic. Um, I'm excited, dude. I like Juju. Yeah. Uh, I love what we did picking up in the offseason. It's just it's hard to get excited because you see all these other sports struggling with how COVID's kind of going. So my concern is just will football be real? Like, will it happen? And then, like, um, what's going to happen if, like, say, you know, Ben gets COVID? You know, you can play with the flu. Right. But the COVID thing is is going to be to where like he will be out for who hell who like who knows how long and that's a huge hit. Same with like OBJ for you guys, Baker. I mean, it, it, yeah, Chubb. I mean, if you yeah. guys lost Chubb, it's the run game's gone in my opinion. Yeah, so, it was certainly different, a lot different. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, no, I yeah, no, I, I'm excited for it to be back too, but I, I'm a huge NBA fan. And obviously it's a little yeah. different situation for me after LeBron leaving. Like it's way easier. I'm still a huge Cavs fan, but it's certainly way easier when, you know, 23 is running out there for, for your team and leading the way. Um, yeah. But like, it was just so weird. I was never like, I didn't like the Cavs aren't in the bubble and 
I, I just never believed that it was going to happen. I know guys were showing up in Orlando and everything, but I still was like, I don't know, is it really going to happen? And, and I've tried to watch the games, and honestly, other than the opening weekend, I just haven't really been into it because it looks – they do a great job on TV because they've heard some of the players it feels really weird to be playing in there. But on TV, it looks relatively normal just with no fans. Um, but for some reason, I just haven't been um, super into it because, you know, you're just – you know, especially with the playoffs, you know – um, the same way I feel about hockey, I've been watching the Blue Jackets games. Now hockey's fun regardless. I found out that I'm loving the I'm loving watching the Blue Jackets. I know you're probably a Pens fan. Um, and they sucked. They lost out. They, they lost out, down, man. Yeah. But, but I tell you what, the Blue Jackets. I can't believe the Blue Jackets. Sort of, I don't know if you followed it at all. They. I do. I have been. I've been following hockey. So it's fun to watch. I'm excited because the Blue Jackets. First off, they were one of the teams that was on the outside looking in. They had to play one of those five game series to get in. They beat exactly. Toronto in five. Then, like the, the game four. I know. What well, when, when would it have been? Game. Three, they came back. They were down. I think it was three nothing, and they came back and won. And then game four, they were up three nothing with, I believe, less than five minutes to go in the third period. And Toronto comes all the way back and beats them in overtime. I'm like, oh my gosh! Now Toronto's got all the momentum going into game five. <laughs> like what? I'm like, great, we're gonna go play Tampa Bay again, and look what we did to them last year. You know. And then I'm like, oh my god! But they came out and they played really well and poised in game five. And now. They, I mean, the other day, I don't know if you saw, they played a five overtime game and lost against in game one against Tampa. I walked, thank God that that, thank God they have the bubble because if the, the games were regularly starting at, you know, seven or 7.30 Eastern time, because the game started like at two in the afternoon and ended like at almost eight o'clock. Exactly, yeah. It was insane. And then they won 3-1 yesterday and they looked really good. And Tampa's really good again. You know, they're the number one seed. So oh, it is it sucks. Like usually everyone's like, oh, the pens are always good. Capitals, which I give the Capitals their credit, can't yeah. stand them, but I give them their credit. Uh, but the Tampa Bay is for a state that has no snow year-round, they're balling. They're yeah. always good. Like it's crazy. So I, I enjoy watching them. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Tampa goes on these runs now with the lightning, and then years ago, it's been a while, but like the Rays have had pretty good baseball teams, yep, and it's have. like and no one shows up up until the playoffs. Like the Rays games used to be, I mean, it's inside, so the Florida weather has nothing to do with keeping people away. You know, it being too hot or raining out a ton of games, and just no one would show up. No, no matter how good they were. Now, obviously, they showed up in the playoffs, but I mean, it's weird. Tampa's just this place that goes on these sports runs and weird sports that never seem to do well in Florida, but they have good teams with baseball and hockey is the weirdest one. Cause it's like now about to be football. I mean, the yeah. Tampa Bay Bucks, TV and Gronk, like, come on. So it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to watch as a, as a unit, a city this year. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Okay. Now let's go in. You got to sell me on this, the East coast with all of its glory and humidity and snow and all these other things. How is it better than the sunshine, the mountains, the beaches, just the just the better overall year-round weather than out my way in the West? You gotta you gotta so, sell me on this. <laughs> I count the East Coast that I like as being like the Carolinas and Florida. Yes, hundred percent. It's too cold. I hate the cold, even though I live in Colorado. Um, the beaches and the sand is it's stellar i mean it's the best water it's warm Fair. you can jump at any point go walk out on the beach go jump in um as opposed to cali like cali is beautiful don't get me wrong i love san diego la i even been to a couple times and I've, I've enjoyed 
but the water's cold. It's crowded as hell. There's a lot more sharks. Um, so, but I mean the whales, I guess if yeah. you're whale watching, I like the sand. I like the sand, man. And yeah. the beach, it's the water. It is true. And I've noticed now this, we're not talking us here, but I just noticed a huge difference when I, um, the job that I had um, working for Daily Dropout, the the media company where I do all the interviews and stuff. I'm yeah, not I sure. ask you about that too later on. Yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. I've been watching you for so long, so it's like whenever I was like, oh yeah, I'm hopping on my boys' podcast, and I was like, it's the bit, you know, like just t- telling who you are. They're like, I know exactly who you're talking about. I was like, yeah, I was like, dude's so cool. So <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so we um this past year we went to Cabo again. Which I don't I don't know if you've ever been to Cabo, but it's literally Arizona with everyone says, Hey, I got some beachfront property for you in Arizona. That's literally what Cabo is, because it's sure. the desert, the mountains, um, but but it has beaches and it's really pretty there. But and then the second part of spring break that I went on for work, we went to Cancun and I'm like Grand Oasis. I went there. So like when I was oh, watching your videos, I was like, Holy shit, I stayed there. Yeah, so it's it's cool to watch that for sure. That must be the spot because I've had so many people like they comment or they reach out to me and they're like, "Yo, is this Grand Oasis?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like how it's very, it's a, it's a very people. I'm sure they uh, crazy weird memories come up and they're like, that's the greatest weekend I never want to do again because we just we're degenerates. <laughs> Same for sure. Yeah, but it was it was amazing. But I will say, and I haven't been now. I was in Miami here within the last few years. I'm like. It is way because I walk up and down the beach all day and walking in Cancun and in Miami is way better than anything I've done out my way in the West, like in Cabo or anything like that. I will give you that. The sand is way better. Um, The water is way better. I mean, the water in Cancun is I'm sure you remember, um, you know, if, if you remember anything from your Cancun trip it's how blue the water is because it's gorgeous. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Stunning for sure. Yeah, so, so I like that. The best beach I've been to though, for sure, is Italy and Capri, man. Wow. That was easily hands down the best. But what I like too about the, like to kind of go on your side is the West Coast is like the sunsets, dude. The sunsets going over the beach. I'm, dude, it, that's yeah. just breathtaking in my opinion. So yeah, if there's one rock that I had to put to the West Coast, that's it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because speaking of the sun, I remember being out in L.A. for the first time. and I did something super touristy with my friends. We were just like on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, there by the, the Chinese theater. Everyone's seen. They've had tons of movie premieres there. It's super famous. But I just will never forget the sunset. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like the sky is like this bluish purple, like violet. I'm just like and you see some of these scenes in movies that they shoot out in L.A. I'm like. They don't, I'm like, I now realize, I'm like, they edit nothing. It's, the sky is just that pretty and it's just that color. It's like nothing I'd ever seen. I was like, this is incredible. Oh yeah, I agree. Like uh, one of my favorite shows, I don't know if you've seen a Californication. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love that show. It's like, they do a bunch of those sunset kind of on the beach and all this kind of like Hollywood um, stuff. And it it feels like they don't edit it. Because whenever I went out there, I was like, holy shit, this is kind of how it is. Yeah. So. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Shout out Hank Moody. Hats off to that, man. Yes. What a beast. <laughs> I'm actually re-watching it again for like the fifth time. I love that show, man. I, so good. It, they took it off of um, uh, Netflix because that's where I originally watched it a few years ago. But then 
with uh, Spotify student, they give you Hulu, but they also, now they yep. added Showtime. And I'm like, wait, what's that Showtime show I watched? And then I remembered it was Californication and I've just been pounding it again. It's just such a great rewatch. It's amazing. It, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm watching it on Hulu right now too. And it's incredible. Um, I just love like the, you can dive deep into like the interpersonal, like who Hank Moody is and how he develops and like, um, is he the bad guy versus is he, you know, actually a good guy is just getting shit on. So that's what I like about the entire show is it dives deep more than just like the Hollywood BS and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. It's terrific. The shows that are, you know, cause there's a lot of shows where they try to, you know, do all that stuff, but the way that they've developed, you know, like the shows like Californication, I, I even feel like Entourage, the way that they took Vince up and down. I mean, in the late, I don't know if you've seen that show, but in the later seasons, I mean, he goes to some dark places almost to a point where the, like the audience was pushing back. It's like, well, what happened to like the easygoing, you know, Vince that we loved? Like it was, it got bad, but th those shows and what they were able to do was something that people try to emulate all the time. You know, these, these ensemble of characters in California and, you know, he's a writer, he's a movie star, whatever it is. Those shows do a good job on actually telling a story and actually taking us through and people like you. And I, and I feel like there's a, there's a huge audience that appreciates that. And I feel like that's why it's so rewatchable because it's more than just, you know, a few highlights and crazy things here and there. Exactly. Exactly. And it kind of, that's what I, you see like the life cycles of everything. Um, and it shows you the behind the scenes because we see so many like, stuff like I'll, I'll even quote like ballers with the rock like i didn't know anything but like my boy dom played at uh college ball and he was like yeah this is true you know this is like all the stuff that Dwayne uh the rock did was true and then same thing with californication with like the acting and the the i guess books i'm i'm not a writer but all that kind of <laughs> stuff it's it just like the more you dive into it it's actually you know true and the whole life cycle of how everything can be up and then just shoot down on you so yeah. that's why I enjoy it. I know those shows are so, I, you know, I'm always just like, can people be so dumb? But you hear about it all the time about how, you know, close people are to, to signing on to a project. But one little thing is off and, and, you know, or one person sets someone off the wrong way. And then all of a sudden it's like you just feel like you're circling back constantly. I think about Entourage and, you know, Vince and his morals really just drove me nuts. It made for more entertaining and maybe even a more realistic story at times. But but yeah, exactly. When we realize that these things are actually, you know, real and there's a lot of truth to them and you can uh, you can appreciate that, you know, because the, the the realistic, you know, if people do the research and actually you, know, you appreciate it more, even if it doesn't have the same entertainment value, if they would have said yes to this one thing or gone this way when it's more realistic and authentic, I I'm always going to sign up for that. I agree with that. And I, I'm, I'm one of those who like dives into movies and like tries to find the meaning and all that kind of stuff whenever I watch it. And I know plenty of friends are like, I, d I missed that. I don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, my bad. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I definitely agree. I think it makes it more like it just takes you. And that's why I love movies and cinema and whatnot is it takes you and same with fitness for me. It takes you out of the reality of the world, you know, all the yeah. stress that you build up. Um, relationships, friends, work, like it, it just allows you to escape for an hour, two hours, whatever. So that's why I enjoy all of that. So if yeah. it has a good story behind it, it's just, it, it captures you, you know? For sure. But I, I really love what you say there because I feel like I'm the same way. Even my mind is never off when I'm watching movies because I'm always looking at them critically or I'm always, you know, I do the same background and deep dives as, as you so I can, you know, understand things more. I love hearing about when, 
you know, this scene got put into a movie that was never in there, but someone did it in their audition, a little, you know, improv or ad lib or a little addition, a little, just something so subtle that, you know, sometimes you can't write, but ends up, you know, they talk about that magic that pops up when someone just does it in an audition or, you know, in a second take, in a throwaway take, in, in a movie, whatever it is, um, you know, y you can still escape reality without turning your mind completely off and you're still like studying everything. And I, I think that's the, that's the true beauty of movies for me, even ones that I'm rewatching, you know, they can be background noise sometimes, but the mo most of the time, you know, I'm escaping whatever I'm thinking about, you know, stresses or whatever done with work, but you don't, you never have to turn your mind off if, if you're, if you're able to think and go to a deeper level, which, which I love, it always makes me feel better. You know, it's, you, you just work in that muscle. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. I remember, uh, the Office for me is the kind of yes. my background. I fucking love The Office. Sorry for cussing. I'm sorry. No, no worries. Um, <laughs> uh, that is my background. I put that on every night before I go to sleep, to be honest. But I remember recalling, like, um, kind of with what you were diving into. I was in an uh, acting class, and one of this girl, you know, we, nobody knew, but she was having a hard time in uh, in life, and her scene got really deep into. Um, I don't know. It was from Sweet. It was from a uh, Steel Magnolia, so it oh. got like really dark and deep. And she just started bursting out crying midway through the scene, finished the scene, and then she was like saying, "I'm so sorry," like this, that, and the other. And like I looked at her and I like pulled her aside because I knew her. I was like, "That was beautiful." I was like, "That was the best thing I've ever seen." Uh, and to your what you were saying is like sometimes in movies I try to look for that to where like it really comes from the actor's soul to where they just like they put that full emotion into it, you know. Yeah. So I, I can, I could agree with you more. Some of the best scenes are ones that are improv or just like mistakes, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, they're, they're like unintentional. Cause you can always, I feel like the, the, the best people and the most successful people, whatever's going on outside or personal lives, if they can, it's just about, it doesn't matter what kind of energy it is. It's just at the end of the day, it's just energy. Right. And if you can find a way to channel that and disperse it upon things, you know, that, that, you know, make you happy or something, you know, a craft, whether it's, you know, business or just learning something or it's, you know, performing, um, I feel like you can do a lot of, a lot of great stuff, but if you don't know how to channel and kind of, you know, use that to your advantage, you know, that's, that, that's when we see when people have just a really tough time with, with life in general. And unfortunately, like really sad and, you know, some tragic things happen. Yeah. Robin Williams. I mean, yeah, gosh, I mean, he was the, well, we thought one of the happiest, funniest people in the world and yeah. just got taken by depression, which that's ah, a big issue on me. Sorry. That could, uh, I think as a society, we need to focus on that so much. Mental health is yeah. something that's just like, um, thrown as a, you know, redheaded stepchild. It's in the basement that we don't talk about, but we know that's there. So that sucks. But hopefully after like, you know, COVID, uh, with everything else, with everything we're pushing towards as a society, we can start focusing on our interpersonal stuff. So I agree with you on sure. that piece. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. You're, you're in the medical field and I feel like a lot of what's portrayed, I don't know if it's the media or whatever is just put out there into the open to what we consume. I feel like when there's something like COVID, um, you know, and, and, and for a long time, there's been a lot of stuff out by, um, you know, mental health here of late. I feel like nothing that nothing that's projected um, you know, whether it's, you know, like our, our government officials, um, 
or j just the media in general, I feel like there's not enough or really anything out there. Because at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of these things can be avoided or not, you know, we can't avoid everything, but it can certainly help. If we just work on, if there was more information on there, just how to be, just lead and live healthier lives. Because it's always, you know, it, it always seems like there's, you know, here's the, the, the quick fix, here's the vaccine, here's the pill, but really there's nothing out there like, you know, hey, here's how to improve your immune system. And it's not a foolproof thing, but it's certainly going to help a lot. Like if you're eating too much and, you know, you're obese and overweight or whatever, you know, here's some steps that you can take. And, you know, at the end of the day, you understand being in fitness and all this stuff. It's not that hard how to understand. It's very simple how to lose weight. It takes discipline and, you know, just finding out, you know, what, what you would eat to, to maintain where you're at and you got to eat less than that. That's, that's oh. what, that, this, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, right? It's your ca calorie deficit speaking. And you know, the, the, the more specific terms, that's what we're talking about here. Do, do you feel like there's just like, not, is that information going out and it's being drowned out by other stuff or people lazy, or is just that information not out there? Because I, I feel if we could just, you know, if there was information out there, you know, you know, Here's how to here's how to eat better and and what it's gonna do you know we're, we're not giving you stuff in a crazy workout so you can go look like the Rock and like Zac Efron from Baywatch this is just how to be you know a healthier human so that you can lose some weight and so that you know your back doesn't hurt and your knees don't hurt anymore and you know we can make sure that you're you know not gonna have high blood pressure before you're in like your 30s and just crazy stuff like that like I, I know I'm kind of rambling here but but kind of talk about that like is that stuff out there and it's getting drowned out do you think there needs to be more of it like how do you feel because obviously you're a healthy guy fitness and you understand more specifically because you're working in you know the medical field you have more education on this than you know most of us do yeah no you're speaking to my heart at that point um it sucks because you know some like some of my doctors that i work with and i know this is worldwide or maybe worldwide but definitely u.s uh wide is they just push the drugs, you know, you had your heart attack, take this antiplatelet, which is um, basically anti like uh, clotting pills, stuff like that. We put a stent in you just take these medications, you're good to go quit smoking, which is phenomenal. I love the quit smoking. But we never talk about the nutrition and the, you know, diet and exercise. And like, I think people associate diet and exercise with being a bodybuilder. And they're like, Oh, you got to diet and exercise. I don't want to get freaking huge. And I'm like, it's not like that. Like, um, I'll always try to tell the patients like, Hey, like what, what's your lifestyle? Like if I get like five minutes to talk to my patients, I'll be like, what's your lifestyle like? Um, and they'll be like, well, you know, I was good with my diet for a little bit for like a month. And then I fell off of it. I was like, well, that's why you're back here having another heart attack. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's some parts that people can't help. Like I've had you know, as sad as it is, I've had a 38 year old soccer star die on my table because of a heart attack. And that was just family history. Yeah, that's something that, you know, could not have been done. We tried our best stuff like that. But a lot of it is just people not taking care of themselves. And what I what I did is um, my mom's had high blood pressure. It's in my family, whatever. And I remember I, I got her on a diet, easy, simple modifications, you know, eat if you're going to eat uh, ground beef, eat 93, seven, you know, easy. Yeah. It still tastes good. It's just less yeah. greasy. Um, and eventually she's offered pain, med or not, uh, pain medication. She's offered blood, uh, blood pressure pills. And then um, she does like kickboxing, walking the dog, stuff like that. Like it's, it's easier than people make it out to be. And it's, I think it's just, we get so much paid from the hospital from big pharma that 
the doctors don't, and it's, and it sucks to say this because I work with great people, but they don't push the lifestyle and the diet and same with the coronavirus. Like I feel like we, Oh, masks, masks, face shields, masks, social distancing, all this kind of stuff. Okay. That's cool. And all I agree to, to a degree, but <laughs> um, you also have to incorporate like getting your fitness in is going to boost your immune system. Yeah. You know, I, I've never, like, I'm not boasting myself. I'm never sick. Like I can't remember yeah. a time where I've missed work or have been sick. And I'm, that's because a, I'm exposed to it all the time, but B I live a healthy lifestyle. And I feel that people, you know, they think they're just going to wear their masks, stay at home, not do anything and they'll be safe. And that's just, they might be true, but it definitely helps to be able to take multivitamins and then eat your proper foods to get your micronutrients and just be like all over healthy. Cause we see with like Corona and even just heart attacks and stuff, the more comorbidities. So the more um, diseases, I guess you suffer from the worse off you're going to have it whenever you get these big viruses, heart attacks, diabetes, all this kind of stuff, you know? So yeah, definitely. I mean, you, I could talk about this forever. You definitely uh, tugged on that is people just, they shrug it off because they think they're going to be giant bodybuilders if they yeah. fix their diet and start working out, you know, three times a week. Right. And, and, and yeah, you're exactly right because you don't, even if you wanted to, do, you know, I think of the bare minimum and I think about all the objections you would get. Oh, well, I can't afford to go to the gym. I don't have time to go to the gym. Okay. You don't want to lift weights and go to the gym. Well, find some time to walk. Walk is super low impact. Like I don't run anymore. I was an athlete in high school and I ran all the time and I decided, you know, I don't want to be a walker or I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, I don't like going on runs or whatever. Like I played football, basketball, and baseball. That was all, you know, you know, shorter spurts, sprinting, things like that. And I decided, well, you know, I, I, I looked at my reality. Okay. I don't want to run, but I know I want to stay in better shape. So I'm going to be a walker. That's going to take longer time. It's, it's lower intensity, but at the end of the day, the biggest thing is coming up with something that's sustainable, that's a lifestyle, that's yeah. not a diet. Like I decided right. when I found intermittent fasting, I'm like, this is great because I can do this every day. It's not something that I can do for 12 weeks and then I'm going to burn out, right? This is something that I can do every single day. And, you know, I'm not, you, you don't have to eat a thousand calories a day. Like you should never do that ever, right? And like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like- no, and, and you don't even have to, and, it, and it's not crazy expensive. You don't have to spend all these times, you know, meal prepping or whatever. It's very, it, it's very simple. But at the end of the day, I don't blame these people because that's not what's pushed. And that information isn't out there. I mean, why can't we, don't, don't you think we should be able to go to a government website? You know, maybe it's on the White House website and underneath like the, the Department of Health, you know, tab, for example. I don't know what it looks like if, there, if there's anything on there. How to be a healthier human today. Start with walking, you know, 30 minutes a day and then build it up. And here's some, you know, foods that you can eat and, you know, understand how to, to, to find out how many calories you need to eat based on how much you weigh. I mean, this, at the end of the day, for you and I, it's super simple because we understand it. But that, you know, people either don't know how to get the information or the information isn't out there. But I guarantee there's plenty of resources on YouTube that you could easily type in exactly what you're looking for. And there's definitely a YouTube video or an article somewhere that'll answer all your questions pretty simply. Exactly. And I think, um, same thing, like you said, with diets, like people hop on like uh, intermittent fasting I've tried and I, dude, I liked it. I had better immunomental clarity. Like, um, I just, I had to put some coffee in there. I'm a big caffeine addict, but, um, to help me, but I just couldn't sustain it for trying to get bigger, you know, yeah, which is fine. Tough. 
but it's, it is, it is a lifestyle. You can do that. Yeah. I personally don't think that whenever people do, you know, ketogenic diets, if you're a bodybuilder doing it, fine, do your thing. You know, it's short term for like a show or something, but for people just trying to lose weight forever, taking out one macronutrient for the rest of your life is a stupid yeah. B it's not sustainable. So you're right. And then same with fitness and like how the government doesn't talk about it. Like it's, it sucks because people dive into, you know, Instagram and YouTube and there's a lot of misinformation and I'm not saying like I'm an expert by any means, but I do have my degree. I know I dabble in it a little bit, you know, I know. And it sucks when people are like, Hey, I'll sell you this diet. I'll sell you this workout. I'll sell you this, this, and this. And it's not a not sustainable and B it just, it's not good for the people. You know, so I think there should be a government that's like, hey, just like you said, start walking, like get a dog. My dog, I have to, I'm forced to walk my Husky all the time because if I don't, she is a brat. (laughs) So even tired from work, I'm like, all right, let's go for one mile, you know, easy one mile walk. So it's not that hard. And I mean, I worked in college, two jobs and college, um, and I still had time to work out and, um, you know, get it in regardless of my goals, but everyone has time to spend one hour at least or 30 minutes just having some sort of exercise walking. I mean, it's, it's not hard. Find something you like to do. And then on the food aspect, we should have like a government database that shows you can eat healthy foods and make it good. Yeah. So I remember when I started trying to do all this way back when, so I was a fighter um, for my whole life. And I remember like being on my fight crash diets, I'd eat like almonds and like bland ass chicken breasts. Yeah. It sucked. And then I learned, you know, through school and like everything else, like I need to make, if I want to sustain eating healthy, I need to make it taste good. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'm having like low calorie chicken Parmesan, like pizzas that are it's low calorie. Awesome. Like, People don't realize that they think it's going to be disgusting or it's impossible. Like, no, like I eat really, like I was eating really clean there, especially through the quarantine and I was eating, I was like pumped to eat. It was, it never got old. It was delicious. Exactly. And I think people, they just, they associate, because one of my my buddies that I work with is like, well, I don't want to spend uh, all this money at the grill. Like it's so much more expensive to eat clean. And I was like, it's really not. Like, yeah. I was like, look at what you're doing. I was like, you spend eight bucks uh, for lunch. You spend five bucks for breakfast. You spend 10 bucks for dinner. Look at all that. I can buy, you know, a, not meal prepping, but like chicken breast and all that kind of stuff, four or $5 that will last me. You know, yeah. simple stuff like steaks, lean steaks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but people don't, it's, it's, the information's not that. And then you have people that are like downing the fitness industry um, to a degree and just not giving the right information, like you said, that it's, dude, it's, it's a lot easier than people make it seem. Sure. And that's what I try to tell all the patients and everything like that. And it, Sometimes it's well perceived. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I kind of want to want to transition here, kind of change yeah, sure. up. So I want to talk some some CK talent stuff here. So I don't know. Do you know uh, Kanan at all through Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had him on the podcast, which was just a miserable time, as I'm sure you can imagine. I watched it. It looks so, me and him share the same thing. <laughs> you were like, he had to go to the store to grab an energy drink. I was like, I feel that. Yeah. I don't do energy drinks, but I'm a coffee addict and yeah. pre-workout. So I was like, I, I feel the the addiction on that piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I asked him, I don't know if you got all the way through it or whatever, but I, everyone that I have on from CK, I want to ask him the same stuff is I want to know like your your origin story, I guess. You know, how did, you know, how long have you been with CK? Um, 
did, did you find them? Did they find you? Just kind of tell the whole story that everything that led up in the process um, to you getting signed. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'll just have to dive back um, relatively far. Um, so my whole thing was like, I've always wanted to um, either like play football professionally, mm -hmm. act, and then um, professionally do like MMA, uh, uh, cage fighting, which I've done my whole life, but I've broken my back a couple of times and I just, I went paralyzed and I didn't want to have that feeling again of going paralyzed if I broke my back again. So I kind of had to drop football and uh, MMA. And I, you know, I remember talking with my pops and I was like, I feel like I'm in a void. Like I have this great job out of the house, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm not happy. And he was like, well, what would make you happy? I was like, I don't know, like maybe acting. And then I got into acting classes, uh, Babcock, if anyone's watching this in um, Colorado, phenomenal. Todd Babcock has been on a bunch of shows. Uh, Grey's Anatomy is one of them. He's He kind of just like, you know, we, we vibed, we clicked. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I need to find an agency that really supports me. And um, I started to do, like doing my research. What clicked with me is like, whenever I was doing research and reviews about CK, it was all about how um, they develop people and obviously being brand new like I've had barely any gigs and it sucks now getting gigs I'm sure you've heard Kane say that and um uh because of COVID and I was like I want to be with this with this industry and then going through the multiple interview process it showed that they were caring about who you were and your vision and your goals rather and why you're doing it not just because you want to be the next the rock you know that's a he's my man crush um, I'll not, it'll swing that way, but still, uh, <laughs> got is, uh, he's an inspiration. And it, my reason is I don't want to act because I want to be some fame, you know, celebrity walking down the street. Like we've already talked about, it's, I like the escape that it has. So I want to make other, like, I'm a giver. I want to make other people happy. So whenever I can have people escape while watching me act or watching, you know, movie shows, that's what makes me happy. And um, just kind of express that with CK. And uh, that's how I, you know, got with Craig and all of them. And um, it's been great. They've been fantastic, as you probably know. It's just, it's, I've been with them, crap, only a couple months before COVID, which sucks because nothing's happening right now. Um, but they've still like found ways to incorporate me and, you know, boast up different aspects of my life. So that's my journey with CK so far. Hopefully it's going to, you know, continue to go up from here. Absolutely. Yeah. So we must have went in around the same time that I actually got my email was super delayed because I applied sometime in February. So, you know, it was supposed to take like 14 business days or whatever, and everything got pushed way back because of COVID. And I was freaking out. Like I hadn't heard back. I'm like, gosh, I would love to know just either way. Right. Then all of a sudden one day, um, I was just sitting around doing nothing, um, you know, just kind of hanging out and being inside like all of us were. And I got that email. I was like, oh, my gosh, like this was it was just so exciting. But like you said, I love the way that, you know, they, they take care about the development. And, you know, that from, you know, the resources within the agency, like nowhere else has, you know, these audition teams. I've been doing practice sides like crazy, you know, just staying sharp, continue to work that muscle. And it's like being in an acting class, the, the people that we work with are so good and they take the time and they care enough to send me back these detailed notes. And I felt like I've grown 
so much and, and, and have just gotten so much better and looked at, you know, just performing in such a different way through just these, just these emails back and forth. And I save all of them and I go back and look at them and, you know, name me another, you know, agency, big agency, small agency, agency, whatever that cares like that about, you know, what your auditions look like. You know, usually I feel like the agencies, you know, they're going to get you the audition and then it's up to you. You know, break your leg, kid. But, you know, we get these review process where people are working like crazy and they want it to be the best that they can be, not only, you know, so we can hopefully get the part, but just so that we're rep everyone is being represented, represented, um, you know, the way that they feel that they want to be represented, represented. They want, you know, that they want it out there that we put out good tapes and that we do good work and that, you know, they do do things the right way and, you know, in an industry that can be so crazy and upside down and sideways. And I'm sure there's all these secrets out there. You know, we hear some of this stuff, which is just a little freaky, but um, CK, CK seems to be doing it the right way. And, you know, as, you know, with as much honor and integrity as, um, I mean, r r really as you can, which is, I think, really impressive and says a lot. Oh, yeah, I love it. I'd recommend it to, I mean, I have recommended it. I mean, they're, like you said, they care immensely in the notes that you get back from the self tapes and everything it's just it's not like you know a simple do better you know try this do this it's like you know paragraphs i'm like holy yeah. crap right like I, I dig this thank you because i i love uh criticism regardless if it's positive or negative like i want to be told the truth like i'm i'm always the one to tell my friends the truth no matter if it hurts or it, you know just how it is being real and i love that they are 100 percent transparent with everything i mean and they keep tabs on you just with like Instagram and everything, making sure you're aligning with good brands and whatnot. Yeah. And they care about your well-being. So I love that. Which I gotta ask you, how did you get into doing what you're doing? I know you went to ASU. Yep. So I I because I've I do, like I said, I've been watching you just not <laughs> knowing it was you right. because a lot of your videos have gone viral. I'm like, dude, this dude's hilarious. <laughs> like, what is he doing? You know, so I just want to know how you like how did you delve into that? Yeah, so it was a crazy story. I was in San Diego visiting one of my good friends that has uh, she goes to school out there. Uh, mm -hmm. We grew up in very we, we grew up very close to each other. We didn't go to the same school, but we lived very close. Um, so she's one of my good friends. I was out visiting her for fall break from school, and we were getting ready to go to like breakfast or something like that. And I was just kind of going through my phone, and I saw on Instagram and Snapchat uh, from uh, Big Dawes, who you know started Daily Dropout. Yeah. He obviously has his own channel, his own thing. Um, that they were looking for an interview guy at ASU to do videos for the Daily Dropout. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool because I was a business major in school. Like I'd never done any broadcast, nothing. But I kind of figured out like I kind of want to do this. I want to do something in entertainment. At that point, I really didn't know what. Uh, but I really didn't have any experience outside of creating my own like stupid YouTube videos and, you know, podcasts here and there or whatever. I really didn't know what I was doing, how to put anything together or whatever. I just knew I wanted to I was on the right track. Right. Um, I, I, I found something that I wanted to build off of. And so I, I sent a DM to him, like it, like it said to do. And, um, he said, um, yeah, man, send us like a quick video of why you think you'd be good at this. You know, why would you want to do it? All of this stuff. So I sent that back. They liked that. And then they wanted to set up, I was emailing at this time. Uh, set up an audition, which actually ended up becoming my first video. Literally, they just threw like the audition was they throw you to the wolves, 
you meet up with the camera guy, you go out there on ASU's campus and they give you a few topics to choose from and you do an interview. Like it was literally, you know, there wasn't, the audition was literally just, you know, the yeah, final, the, yeah, the final, the final product of the interview is what you would see on YouTube. That's what I did. And that, so that, um, DM that I sent him, the, the initial conversation started on a Monday. Um, and then I did the audition on Thursday of that same week. And then I found out on Friday that I got it. So literally within five right. days, all of a sudden I had this brand new thing and I'm like, this is crazy. So, yeah, exactly. so that's, that's how it happened. And it was, um, I've never done an interview before. I've never done anything like that before, but I think it was, it worked out nice now because I, I bet you can relate to this. Anything that, you know, where you going into this stuff, I feel like the more naive you are and the more that, you know, you don't know the ins and outs of everything. It just kind of allows you to be free and go for it because you don't have, you know, those objections going off in your head. Like, listen, this just doesn't happen this way. You know, this is going to be a cool little fun experience, but you know, don't, you know, it's really not going to happen. You know, just kind of do your thing and, and move on, you yeah. know, whatever, you know, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I get this? You know, maybe I am good at this. We'll just see when the camera comes on. And it ended up working out. And um, I feel like that really worked to my advantage. So that's kind of how I got going with that. And then it it just took off. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, which I think is awesome. Because you, you seem like a very, you know, um, outgoing person. You're fun. Like, I, dude, I would love to meet up sometime. Oh, if, yeah. We you fly out to somewhere, anywhere. Um, go get some drinks, but were Love you it. ever like timid to start? Like, were you always outgoing? Cause I feel like I could do interviews, but my heart would still be racing. Cause I love public speaking, Yeah. but still like some of the questions you ask, I'm like, dude, that's so wrong. I love it. I know. Well, I surprised myself. Cause I've always like, I grew up, my parents were, you know, they're not crazy, but you know, they are stricter. And like, I was really afraid to tell them what I was doing at first. And like now, like, my mom doesn't mind as much. I wasn't as worried about my dad. My dad loves it. And he shows it to like his work friends and stuff, which I think is hilarious, yeah, um, for sure. which is pretty funny. But um, yeah, sometimes some of like the questions, especially early on when I first started doing it, I'm like, oh God, how do I ask this? How do I do this? And the worst ones weren't always the initial question because the initial question had to be worded in a way where it wasn't too bad so that we want to get kicked off of YouTube. Like we like we wanted to find like the title had to kind of work, but the follow up questions I had to come up with, you know, or where the conversation would go, sometimes were a little nerve wracking to ask because you get people that you know, like anything, are a little bit more. They're easier to interview. They're they're willing to participate a little bit more and a little bit easier than other people. Um, so yes, but but once I got going, once I was about a year in, I really felt. I got a lot better and caught my stride after I did um, my first round of spring break videos, which was March 2019. And okay. I feel like once I got to after that, where and I went into spring break because I was I, I feel like I was being a little stiff or whatever. Like I wasn't liking, you know, because I would go back and watch my videos and to, to critique myself. And, yes, and I went on spring break. I'm like, you know what? in Mexico, literally international waters. Like I am just going to have my one goal for this week is to have fun with these interviews. Like I'm just going to allow myself to go out there and have fun. And it kind of unlocks something in me. And then from then on, I was just rolling. I don't care if people were saying no to me. I don't care who it was. I was going to go up and ask them if they wanted to do it. I was going to ask 
whatever question it was, but I knew I was going to be myself. I didn't want to diverge from being myself because um, then it just wouldn't feel exactly right. But you definitely, I found a way, I finally got into that headspace where I'm realizing, hey, I'm performing. Like I'm myself here. Like I'm not playing a character, but to an extent I could, you know, I could, I don't have, I didn't have to be you know, my full self, I could be, you know, something a little bit different, you know, there could be a difference between me walking on the street, podcast me and interview me, like I, I figured a way to kind of, like we talked about earlier, channeling the energy and um, just allowing myself to be different and just kind of be out there and be goofy and just be like, you know, I, I was watching something like I'd go back and watch, you know, like the Adam Sandler movies of the world. And just I'm like, this guy's so ridiculous. Like if this was real life, like if he wasn't a famous act, he'd just be like, some weird guy like trying to collect dollars on the side of the street doing something weird in like Vegas or whatever, right? But no, yeah. like he's we all think he's awesome because he's a movie star. I'm like, look what he's doing. And I do and then I, I started to try to just kind of just um be just kind of more out there and just kind of let my full self go and it and and it worked out. So that's um but but you know very rarely does you have the full package to start. So I was so lucky they allowed me to grow and all of that, um, you know, give me all that time. And they really worked with me and just kind of allowed me to, to, to figure that stuff out for myself. And, and it really worked out and I'm just really grateful for it. It was an awesome experience. Oh yeah. I I, I agree with you too. Cause the world, the world's too serious, man. Yeah. Like I love to be, you know, sarcastic joking around. Like I, like I can be serious. Like, when it comes to work, I'll be serious when shit hits the fan, yeah. you know, patients die and all that kind of stuff. But like some, some like me and my doctors will be joking around messing with each other because that dude, it's too, like life should not be too serious. No, no. The same with you. Like your reactions to some of the shit people say is better than the, what they say. Like it's literally like to quote the office, you know, when Jim like looks at the camera, you're like, well, that, Did this dick really just okay? All right, it was that, there, that's girl. a completely ripoff because you're exactly right. I'm like, because the office humor, and you know, you you get this too because you're a huge office fan. I can I can tell the way that you the yeah. way that you talk about <laughs> it. Um, but I was just like, the like you know, it I, I just read this book about the office and I didn't realize because I didn't watch it when it was on television, like I didn't watch it live. Same. Like, you know, Same. you know, it it can, all of us in our generation all caught it on Netflix, and that's why it's the monster it is today, even bigger than it was. But, you know, it, it was revolutionary because they're like, they're going to do this paper company show with no laugh track, which is really weird at the time. Like all those shows still had laugh tracks on like, you know, network television. And none of the, like there's some jokes, but early on, like I feel like the, the peak of the office, there it was never really jokey. All the funny stuff was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. And Stanley reaction shot, Jim reaction shot, you know, what is Michael doing? Pam reaction shot. The funniest stuff is when they're looking at the camera or when they're like trying to process like, wait, hold, just back up. Like what is, my wheels are turning here. Like what is going on? And I, and I just like literally subconsciously, like at one point I didn't even realize I was, well, you know what? I'd been doing it for years with people that I would, um, be like in class with when the teacher would do something or someone would ask a question that was just answered. And I look at them like, like I do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And, or, or when I'm in the car and someone says something like my mom used to say like stuff and my brother and I would, you know, we, we just tease our parents, right? Like my mom would say something and I'd like 
look up in the rearview mirror to, to catch my brother's eyesight, like as if we were in the office looking at the camera. Like, did she just? Did mom really just say that? Like, oh, do we need to put mom in a home? Like, she's not that old, but do we need to put her in a home? Like, what is she doing? Like, exactly. It was just something I've been doing in life forever, and I finally just had like so many people. Like you just said that you do. I know so many people that have done like do that, and now. I just was lucky enough to be able to get on camera and to be able to do it. And it was, it was like, it was seamless because I've been doing it my whole life, just not on camera. Exactly. That's what I love. And that's what I like want to try to bring to my influencer side of everything. Cause I mean, <laughs> I remember one time we were in a case and uh, this dude was having a massive heart attack, everything, you know, fast paced. And I was with like my fastest doctor and he said something like, Oh, this is super tight or something like that. And I just remember dead quiet and I was like that's what she said and then he looks at me he goes are you fucking serious and I was like yep I'm sorry. let's go my bad <laughs> I couldn't help it yeah so it's kind of situation like I have to break that tension you know so yeah. it's it's the same thing you're like the reactions to stuff is the biggest uh yeah I, I find it better than you know most of the jokes and stuff like that so yeah, yeah I cause, totally agree because I love like all kinds of comedy slapstick comedy but truly my favorite type of comedy and, you know, what I try to emulate and I feel like what I'm the best at is that, you know, very dry, you know, the office Ryan Reynolds type, like, yes, like when yeah. he breaks the fourth wall in Deadpool, like I just lose my mind. It is so funny in the way that, you know, he, you know, the way that his voice is, you know, when, you know, he, uh, it's almost like he's running out of breath and his voice is getting higher as he's like going to like the climax of his, you know, sentence or whatever he's saying. Like that stuff is just so funny to me and not everyone gets it now a lot, you know, cause I would kind of get a lot of pushback like cause I would read all the comments and stuff and people would post comment funny stuff. And you know, if people don't align with that comedy, it really does go over their head. And if it doesn't catch, like even if it's funny and if it doesn't catch or, you know, it, you know, cause it moves fast and if you miss it, you miss it. But it's, it's nice to hear that, you know, the people who like align with that type of comedy get it because like I would look back and sometimes I would think things are funnier than other people. And I never like to look back at my stuff and be like, Oh my God, I'm so funny. But some of the things I'm like, Oh, I didn't even realize I looked at the camera there. Cause I'm like, Oh, that yeah. was actually pretty, pretty funny. Like, I'm glad that I did that, but you know, not, not everyone's always going to catch it. Cause it's not like, there's no like punch. I, I'm really not like a punchline guy. You know what I mean? It's just no. kind of like quick witted comments, but, but that's the stuff that I love the most. So I'm like, I just want to do that. Cause that's what I like relate to. That's what I like. Yeah, you're making it real. Like that's that's why I've always enjoyed uh, like your channel as well as um, I guess Big Dawes. I don't yeah. know his name entirely, but both of the, uh, that entire thing is because it's not just all about like oh let's build up the punchline, hit him with the punchline. Yeah. It's like let's see how the it, like a true interactment ends up. Yeah, you know, like the true like how you are. Like you said, I felt stiff and then I let myself go. That's because you're dope. Like you're awesome. You're like I can already tell you're you're an amazing guy. Thanks, so man. it's like to watch that unfold with the you know real life of what people actually have to say yeah. is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. That's what makes it so funny. Like I literally I love those videos, dude. Thank so. you, thank you. Yeah, they, they're fun, and and that's the best because it like you know like we said, there's no punchline, but but because of the reactions and little things that get said, it builds to the end of it. So you're getting like you know, they're not jokes, but basically you get like multiple jokes, like multiple laughing moments all in one scene, which is just something that's, you know, it's, I mean, that's why they're able to do it with The Office. It's a mockumentary. It was supposed to be like real life. And it's just, um, 
it's it's beautiful. It's it's my favorite type of stuff, and it doesn't get old. I'm like you. I have it on in the background all the time. Do, do you ever like, even when it's on in the background and you're not maybe not listening that closely? Do do you ever hear things that you? I've watched The Office like a hundred times through, like legit. It's it's crazy. Do you ever still catch things and you're like, wait, what did what did Andy just say? I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, do you yep. ever get that? Yep, I I do, and I like I it's same kind of thing. Um, was like what Robert California says in it. And I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? And like, I remember I was watching uh, Age of Ultron not too long ago and I didn't realize that his voice was Ultron. Like he yeah. played Ultron. And so it was like this, like now I just see both of those and I like, I'll catch certain things in the office. I'm like, what? And I never, like I've watched it like at least seven times all the way through. Oh yeah. I'm like, I did never realize that this was in there, you know? So I definitely agree. I love I love doing that with movies and everything yeah. because it makes you appreciate the smallest of details, you know. Yeah. I got as we're wrapping up here, I just had an amazing yeah. idea and I'm going to get it out there so it's on the show so that if I forget, I know that it's out there and I can go back and find it. I've oh, yeah. been waiting to find someone. I've been wanting to do this because my my podcast is for the most part are long form interviews like this, but I like to you know, let it, I, I never want to be boxed in. I love it to take on different lives. And when different things are going on, you know, when football comes back, I'm going to, this is going to go back to, you know, being the Browns podcast. It's going to be 16 Sundays in hell, as I like to call it. That's, that's, what <laughs> yeah. the, that's what the season is to me every year. Um, but I've been, I, I've always had this idea when I first was brainstorming coming up with this show, I wanted to find someone where we could do like basically um, like rewatches of The Office. Like we could pick an episode, right? And then we could come back and break them down. Like, do you ever listen to The Office Ladies podcast with Angela and yeah, Pam? Yeah, uh, Jenna Fisher. She does it uh, like every Sunday or something like that with uh, Angela. I don't know Angela's yeah. real name. Her yeah, name, yeah her, <laughs> name's An her name is um, her real name is Angela Angela Kinsey, oh, okay. and then um, and then yeah, Jenna Fisher. So Angela and Pam. So like. I would love to do that because I, I already had that idea before that podcast came out. So I don't want to act like I'm a copycat or this is an original idea, but I think it'd be a fun perspective looking from the outside. Like obviously they have all the great inside stories and all the resources because they were on the show and they lived it. But I think we need to revisit this and do some like, we could do a run where we do like, you know, three episodes, you know, one a month or something of like the cringiest episodes. And we'll do like the top three, like, cringe episodes and just talk about them because that's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I've just been trying to find the right office fan to be able to break that oh, down yeah. with. Hell yeah, man. I'm down to with, with uh, whatever you want to do. Perfect. Uh, office, you games, anything you want. I mean, perfect. That sounds fantastic to me perfect. for sure. Okay. So I'd be more than willing. Last thing, Zach. So we've yeah. talked about some fitness stuff. We've talked about some nutrition stuff. Now I get most of the stuff on paper, but I need to know, let, let's role play here. And I, I think you're going to, I think we're going to be okay playing our roles because they're pretty close to life. You're let's say, all righty. First day yeah. we role play. Here right. we go. So <laughs> let's say you're um, this uh, RCIS guy that lives in Colorado. You got a good physique, right? You're going to play that guy. And I'm the Ohio guy that lives in Arizona. That's kind of a little scrawny, uh, but has a good understanding. A little bit of a foundation is lifted before understands things like that. What would be your plan for me? I don't want I don't want to get like jacked. I don't want to be a bodybuilder, but I love like the lean physique. Like obviously no one's gonna be, you know, Efron from Baywatch, but I love his physique to where like he's not he just has like 
He's he takes care of himself. He's he's yeah. lean. And basically, he has yeah. the muscle in the right places, right? Like yeah, I don't sure. want to be huge and bulky. Like if I could be, you know, one sixty, one sixty five, and just look a little bit, I don't know, harder. I don't even know what the term would be for me. Yeah, like, no, yeah. So, so what yeah. what would you what would you do for me? And I, I'm basically this is a role play, but this is me getting uh, some uh, free information from uh, from yeah. an expert. No, here. You can text me whenever you want. I, I love giving away um, free info, helping people out. I'm not a trainer because whatever. Yeah. But um, it all depends. I mean, do you like weightlifting? Do you like CrossFit? Do you like yeah? Uh, you I, know, I like any- yeah. So I like weightlifting, and then as my if I ever needed to do any cardio, I I love taking the time to go on walk. I I love walks. I love throwing in the podcast. Hey. So walking and weightlifting would be like my things. Yeah. So um, I think starting off weightlifting, you should definitely, you know, um, incorporate it, you know, uh, easy split three to four times a week, build up to, you know, five times a week with two rest days off. And I can definitely help you with like a split that would help. And then, um, just changing your macronutrients around. So for anybody listening in your macros are, you know, your fats, your proteins, your carbohydrates, and, um, trying to help with total body recomp. So you can lose fat and, uh, build muscle right. if, in like multiple different stages. I can't do that. Um, but with someone, you know, who hasn't done this for as long, you could definitely do that. It's just all about how you lift and then how your diet comes down to. So I'd love to write it down. Basically, uh, I, I can send it to you. It's basically, you know, you want to have a higher protein uh, intake, a um, pretty good, you know, a moderate carbohydrate uh, intake, and you can boost that up once your body starts getting used to that. And then healthy, obviously, good quality foods, I hate the if it fits your macros bullshit. Yeah. Good quality food. Sorry. <laughs> like I don't bad. care if Wendy's fits your macros. Do not eat <laughs> Wendy's every day. I know on paper, if you eat in a deficit and have a spicy chicken every day, that yeah, maybe on paper that works, but you're not it doesn't mean you're gonna feel good. Exactly. And it's all about quality and like how you feel. Um, and then you know, lower fats. So I could definitely help you with that. Um, but yeah, it just comes off of starting it off, um, creating a routine and then you know, figuring out, like you said, your total uh, energy expenditure, your TE of the day. So how much you burn just living your life. And then whether that's factored in with exercise um, and like the thermogenics of food kind of play a role into it. But then you just eat, you know, two to 300 above that. And it will be slowly but surely, but you'll burn that fat. Right. um, In um, not as conditioned, you know, athletic. And then um, you can create that, you know, chiseled physique for yeah. sure. And then a lot of what Zach Efron did, which I've done for shoots and stuff, is you dehydrate the shit out of yourself, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, but you get that, you know, dry physique. But still, you could, I mean, you could get to a point to where you look like him. It's just not as dry, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want I love, I love my water too much. I'm not going to be, <laughs> dude, I, I don't, unless, okay, if you're going to give me Baywatch money for a movie, I'll do some dehydration. Oh, okay. You know, just just putting that out there so people know. But uh, for now, I think I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna stick with uh, clear piss for now. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So I can definitely. I'll, I'll write you. I'll help you out for sure. Oh yeah, and we'll do we'll do some updates. We'll make some content out of this too. That'll be perfect. Love that for sure. Because I could dive into it right now, but that's another at least like thirty minutes that I, I'd be on this. Right. <laughs> so well, what, what we'll do is we'll get it written up, and then we'll we'll do a follow up, and we're gonna start this journey. And we'll make a thing out of it because I've never. I've worked out and stuff, but I think it'd be cool to, 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 I think it would help, help, uh, hold myself a little bit more accountable. I, oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, if we, if we, you know, kind of partnered up on this and then did, 
you know, some cool like video or podcast stuff with the, just to like update people. And, you know, if you're, if I'll be able to access a gym and, you know, there's not a ton else open or to do right now, might as well focus on something like this. Oh yeah. And if you're out, if you, when you come back to Arizona, I mean, Colorado is really not that far. No. And I can plan like, a, and I, I like Arizona. I really do. Yeah. And, uh, um, I could definitely, you know, come out there, go off roading and then we could work oh, out, yeah. you know, just hang out shit like that for sure. Yeah. We'll, we could plan that as well. We'll do, we're, we'll do it. Yeah. Come see me. That'd be fun. And I've always, I haven't made it out to Colorado yet, but, um, I really, I really want to, that's obviously one of my, I mean, I'm right there. I finally got a car out at school. Um, so I can like, I'm a little bit more mobile now, which is nice. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely make it work. Cause that'll be, uh, that'll be really fun. Fuck yeah. Awesome. No, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Trying Come to be on. a little professional for you. <laughs> you know how buttoned up and professional my videos are in my content. You're, you're ruining my reputation here. I am. I'm a fucking sailor too with my <laughs> words. <laughs> That's not, I try to be a little clean cut. I professional love it. Degree. All right. Well, Zach, thank you. Um, where can everyone find your stuff? Like anything you have going on, take the time, do all that stuff now. So people uh, can check your stuff out. Yeah. Right now it's just, uh, uh, at the Zach Engelman Instagram. Um, eventually I think me and my boy will start a YouTube just kind of going nice. over, you know, Instagram, uh, fitness guys, whatever. Uh, we'll start that YouTube but right now. It's just the Instagram at the moment. And then hopefully line up some gigs and whatnot, and then we'll work on our stuff for sure. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, Zach, thanks again, man. This was really fun. I'm glad we were able to, uh, to make this happen. You're an awesome dude. I appreciate you, brother. Of course, man. Later.